0: Hello and welcome once again to the Smorgasborder podcast, I'm your host Dave Swan. Our podcast interview today is with none other than Jed Doan of Jed Doan Surfboards. Now having accumulated a nice little stockpile of interviews, this one has been waiting in the wings for a while, but as they say, good things come to those who wait. For those who know of Jed and have seen his craft, you would be aware he is a passionate advocate of flex-tail surfboards. Late last year, we paid him a visit. However, we noted a range of different craft emanating from his shaping bay, which is perfectly positioned within his relatively new retail setup in Pambula. We spoke with Jed about his seeming change of tact. We were keen to find out why the man with dreads who went by the name Bushrat, had cut his hair, rebranded his surfboard label and begun crafting all manner of shapes. This episode of our Smorgasborder podcast is brought to you by the organisers of the Byron Bay Surf Festival, which is on today until Sunday the 24th of February. Heaps of live music, photo exhibits, surf art markets, interviews with surf legends, and of course, the surf expression session, which will be frigging amazing given the current swell we're enjoying. Right, on with the show, enjoy my chat with Jed <laughs> Yes, mate, so I suppose a fair bit's changed since since we last chatted, so <laughs> I, look there, Everything, name change, you know, mm. seems different approach. You know, do you want to take us a little bit through? You know, the transition from Bushrat into
1: Jed Doane and uh, I've been doing Bushrat for a, you know, a long time. Um, yeah, it was just sort of trying to tidy my act up, so to speak.
0: <laughs> tidy the act up. Tidy the said. act
1: up. We're looking at a um, a US market, and you know, Bushrat It doesn't really sit next to a top-end surfboard so much so you know i've had a haircut (laughs) (laughs) i haven't got any dreadlocks anymore
0: so name change
1: haircut you're not going corporate or mainstream are you (laughs) no we haven't floated it or anything like that (laughs) no but um yeah we've been eyeing off this shop for a while we thought about a pop-up shop because it's so busy here in summer Mm. and we thought oh we haven't had a retail experience before we hit up the landlord who's 96 and he's just like "No, nah, I don't think I'm going to give it to you for three months it's like oh okay then we kept looking at the shop and said oh fuck why not and took it on it's right next to the bakery it's pretty it's a busy. spot yeah it's a perfect spot we did a little bit of research went up through Sydney and every shop you know Finbox and all those shoppers that said oh yeah we struggled until we got a so we got a coffee machine in so you know i'm not a coffee drinker but there's coffee next door yeah so sort of oh, try to try to fill spot. that bill yeah um
0: and there really is nothing else is there i mean the next kind of similar st- store of that ilk is literally Finbox at the isn't it isn't yeah it? it's, it it's
1: be pretty be. funky that shop he carries a, a good diverse you know you got you got other shops that carry surfboards but you know i wanted to keep shaping i wanted to do that more and more, and spend more time with the family when I get home. So just through so the nail bag, the business out moved. of the, yeah, yeah. I've still got, I still got a space at home. I've still got my factory at home, but I come to work and I'm, I'm in the chafing bay with a glass window over winter, and you can see where someone comes in. They give you a nod and they look around and you get out of your overalls and talk to them. And so
0: a lot of people coming in to obviously watch you shape the boards. And yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. just the
0: interaction with the customer and everything like that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love coming in and actually looking at the surfboard while it's getting shaped and drawing templates out on, on a blank and marking things up with them when they're there. You know, some people really gel on it. It's good.
0: So when exactly did the shop launch? Was that spring? Uh, we got it just or? before Christmas,
1: yep. but I didn't get the shaping bay finished until just before or just after Easter, around Easter. Yep. Yeah. And it was a good, good trading period, and yeah, yeah, it's been nice and steady. I'm having a hard time keeping boards on the on the rack,
0: which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. see so a fair turnover, and
1: re- and retail. How are you finding retail? Oh well, that's different for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patricia's sort of sourcing all the clothing and all that type of thing. We've got Patagonia in now, and there's another another big brand which is. Um, just coming on board at the moment which is going to be good who are you
0: carrying in there? might as well plug away plug away
1: (laughs) Uh, rhythm offends we do a lot of fallen broken street hats Um, we've got some some good wax organic wax um, the natural beeswax Uh, what's that the good wax co Um, Patagonia wetsuits um, some leg rapes made down at Torquay and um, creatures of leisure Mm -hmm. Um, And there's um, Slater's Slater's out unknown. Mm -hmm. We're just looking at stocking, getting their stuff in. They're their first load of shipments in for that stuff now. Board side of things. Obviously, you were
0: obsessed with the Flex and the Flex styles. And I think I've said, you know, some of my favourite boards I've ever ridden are your boards. Um, Less of an emphasis now on, on Flex
1: styles or is that... Um, I'm not I'm not just filling my racks with flex tails. I mean a lot of logs, especially over summer, a lot of whole bottoms and, and mid lengths and stuff like that move through. But for myself, yeah, flex tails are still is still um the highlight, you know, when the waves are good. Um, they go fantastic. Has it been, I suppose?
0: Because it is different pushing that acceptance kind of thing is that part of the reason i mean naturally logs are suited to to down here in summer is is it a little bit of both is it you know catering to the market or is it you you still believe in the flex style? i still
1: believe in the flex tail yeah um it's catering for the market and it's not i, I guess that's come with a name change i'm just not trying to put myself out there so much you know um, in terms of pushing my ideals onto everyone else you know you've got to have you got to go into everything with a full open ear and say okay well you want this is the way you want to surf and I'm not trying to get them to change how they surf just because I'm in love with how the flex tails go hmm. but I'm finding more and more people are definitely jumping on board I had Adam Robbo from Torquay ring up this morning and he's looking at ordering one up so that's, that's the next one up actually that's going to be good
0: so I suppose it's a good way of introducing them to, to what you do through more, dare I say, it, mainstream kind of designs and then hopefully, you know, yeah, them, well, introducing them to flex tails.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I found that years ago when um, Derek Hine put his name to my fishes. I was going into shops before then with just my flex tails and my regular boards and the shopkeeper's like, oh, who's this guy? And then I went back in there with a Derek Hine model fish and then the shopkeepers would go, wow, okay, Derek Hine, fishes. I can move them. And they were definitely a high mover for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, then they turned around and took on some flex tails because they said, oh, if Derek's got his name behind the fishes. then obviously he knows what he's doing with, with the next bit. Mm. So I've just been ticking away on it, on the flex tail, just making incremental changes. And the last, the last eight years or so, I've just been concentrating on finishing my house and Starting a family, and but I'm still been building myself boards, and then give it a while, work them out, make a few changes, and build other boards. I haven't done a huge number, but that's definitely changed as of this summer.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. kind of boards you're doing. You, you mentioned logs, and you're still doing the flex tails. You're doing fishes. Any other kind of designs that you're introducing? Your...
1: Yeah, there's been yeah, it has been a bunch of different designs. Yeah, definitely the keel fin fishes, um, some short. Um, channel bottom, I call them a fang tail, it's sort of like, like a step sci-fi I guess style channel um, tail at the back with a concave at the tail, deepest point of the concave bent at the back with channels cut into that. Um, they've been working pretty well. A few different side cuts which I sort of borrowed the idea of Mick Mackey. he mm-hmm. has been pioneering that. Um, little uh, nuggety type shortboards you know, like a 5.6 range with a volume of a 6.1 mm-hmm. so you just just to combat that slop, summer slop um, and then some longer twin pins, Dean Dampney and other has been riding these twin pins with stringerless and carbon Kevlar around the rails and it's letting the whole board twist and flex and, and, and carrying on and just trying to control that flex throughout the board so it resonates towards the tail and make it seamless instead of sort of you know it's all so it's it's just the flex throws through the board and it just creates a really even gentle flow and you don't really know where you're getting that wind up and and spring or ping from but it's it's just coming from the board it's movement Mm. but trying to get it that's what I'm trying to tie in with the flex tail as well instead of having a board with a flex tied on the back of it so that bit moves and the rest of the board stays pretty stagnant or pretty stiff I'm trying to get rid of that structure out of that board and just trying to place a structure at the front half of the board and then get that structure to disappear as it goes through the board so the the energy will actually move through the board and it actually I wouldn't say it softens it, but it it makes the the join of the flex to the board more seamless Mm -hmm. so you don't it doesn't just you can't just feel it spring and flex from your back foot back it's sort of it torsionally twists from the front part of the board but it's just repulsion is going yeah, through the whole board that's right and then it moves out towards the tail so the thing is the board's going to cop a load you know or mm. force as you drive off the bottom so so it'll it'll torque up and twist and you just want that to you don't want the board to fold up at the front you want the board to continuously twist and then it's Gonna have to come back to its original shape, but you want that, to, that that energy or that reform of shape to move throughout the back of the board, and then that's gonna that's gonna give you that twist or that flex, which is gonna keep it. And the more evenly you can get the board to do that, uh, the more uh, the board will be fluent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you, you can you can do the same thing, like Dean's twin fins, without having a flex on it, but I love that last little bit of ping you get out of that tail out of the back. Just, and then with the flex you can you can pull the rocker down, you know, a quarter inch, which mm. just makes the board travel that much faster.
0: And still doing uh the wedge kind of stringers, the
1: I'm doing a few of those. Yeah, I find they work good in waves of consequence like down at Torquay this week, mm-hmm. um, where it, it gives you yeah, something to c-
0: explain a little bit, you know what you're doing with that stringer as well. So you know just the shape of it. And yeah, so I like.
1: get a real a real clean piece of timber, normally Western red cedar, which I've managed to source a bit of secondhand stuff of that with no nail holes or anything, just a real clean bit. And then I run it through my thicknesser and I just wind the thicknesser up pretty crudely, but and I taper it from however long the board is to what I want, but you know, say six to eight mil on the nose, then to nothing. Tapering through. Tapers to nothing, and then I finish that about a third of the way up the board. I've done them right to the end, um, but trying to, what we talked about a second ago, trying to get that last quarter of the board to to twist and carry on. I taper that that flex out, that, that stringer out, so it's pretty much right between your feet.
0: So you've got that almost that rigidity at the nose. Yeah. And then it's coming alive through the body of the board. Exactly,
1: yeah. And then I integrate that with a carbon Kevlar rail lap, which wraps around, which is also more of it at the front and then less of it at the tail. So there's less structure at the board. You know, mm. You've got to be careful you don't give it too little structure because it creates a weak point. Mm. But, you know, so I'm trying to flow that out through the tail. Um, they definitely work good when the waves uh, got a bit of push. Mm-hmm. Because that weight gives you something to lever against and something to drive into, um, and then the board will, will twist and carry on. But it's it's also swing weight, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a handicap when you're trying to ping, uh, bang it off the top. So if you if you ride in ways that are sort of, you know, not much overhead high, and you're trying to go top to bottom and try to surf really progressively, or, or mm. you know that style, trying to points per maneuver style then the weight can be a handicap. But when the waves pick up so and you want to ride a shorter board...
0: Waves of consequence. Yeah,
1: yep. yeah, waves of consequence. Or you can also use it to... Like, I like boards that are, are full in the nose and full in the tail. Well, normal in the tail and full in the nose. So they're almost double-enders. Say so mm-hmm. 14. And the last one I just did is... Is actually, is actually narrow in the nose. It's 14 in the nose. And... 14 and a quarter in the nose and 14 and a half in the tail mm-hmm. where the other ones now the gunny ones at home are like 14 and three quarters in the nose and and 14 in the tail so it's a little bit wider so I try to keep a comparison of how wide the nose is towards the tail like fishes are generally a quarter inch wider in the nose than the tail which gives you that full area at the front and pulled in at the back where regular short boards uh, you know, like twelve. They've got wider now, but they're like twelve inches, thirteen inches at the nose and fourteen at the tail. They're much narrower at the nose. But if you fill the nose up, you can reduce the length. You basically, you basically You've chopping got it off that paddle power. You got that paddle power. Yeah. So then you can reduce the length, and then when you reduce the length, you generally sacrifice drive. So then, if you put a bit of, if you ballast the, the nose up a little bit and give it a bit of extra weight. Then you can counteract having so it's you make a change here and you got to counter you got to compensate it with somewhere with something else here. Yeah. So you have a shorter board with a fuller nose, so you get the, that paddle power back, but you you lose a little bit of that drive. So you put a wedge stringer in there, then you can gain that drive back. So then you can sort of and then then you're riding on a little disky board, which is great fun. You can maneuver it fast, you can tick tack, and it's just a little. You know, looking at your mini Simmons, it, they're more efficient to, f- to flow through the water when they're shorter and wider. Mm. Um, but you just got to be able to draw a longer line. You don't want it to be squirrely. Yeah. You know, I hate that feeling when the board just wiggles off the bottom. So you can adjust that in the fins. Obviously, the tail rocker or flex tail adjust that, and you can adjust that with the wedge stringer through the nose. Fin-wise, any particular focus there with your fins? Any f- fins in particular
0: you're using, or?
1: Um, well, that is one part of change. I did put push the four-way fin system really heavily. Um, there's definitely a market resistance on that, and then the four-way fin system company, unfortunately, aren't, um, they're, they're winding down. Yeah. They're winding okay. down. So, I'm, I'm still using them in my own personal boards. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm starting to do is um, I'll, I'll put the pots in and then I'll find a fin that I really like to focus on. Like, I believe the, the futures are a, a better system mm-hmm. in terms of fixed um, removal fins fixed to the board. So, I'll get a set of future fins and I'll cut the tab up and I'll glass on a tab that will fit into my four way fin. Then I can adjust then I could put them in, and then I can tow them answer. in and out, I could splay them, I can move them forward and back, and I can really fine tune that fin for that board. And then when I, then I go, okay, that's where they work best. And then in my shop boards or my customs, then give them the option, but Whatever I can, they yeah, if they've got a heap of FCS fins, then you put the FCS pots in, yeah. they've got futures, but at least I know where the best system, best placement is for those fins in the board. And how about my favourites, the uh, finless, any of those of late? Or? Well, I keep thinking about them. We haven't really got the waves from, like, you know, like the Crescent Head type waves. So, no, I haven't done many finless lately. <laughs> that boy is still kicking around somewhere, isn't it? The Mills' house. But, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Derek's still riding them. I'm lining up a trip to go see him at Jeffrey's next, next winter. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, that should be good. But it, it doesn't suit our ways, you know. Like our ways are mm. short, heavy, punchy, close outs, so to speak. You've you got to have fins off the bottom to get up and pull into the cave straight away or get down the line. Otherwise, it's just, yeah. And you, you can do it at the bar, but they're hard work on your backhand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. There's a few guys ride them at the bar, but not many. Yeah. Not many, you know. You want that soft, long, peeling point break for it. And uh, in terms of customers, has, has that
0: changed at all? Is it like you know any particular kind of age groups or anything like that here, or is it you know?
1: Um, well, here it's just who seems to walk in, and it's it's interesting looking at the statistics on the social media sites. Mm-hmm. My age group is definitely from eighteen to fifty year old. You know, it's you know that's and then sort of like the pinpoint mark it would be the 40 to 45 year old would be the highest viewed if that says anything about who the customer is so I don't basically know basically the best surfers in
0: around. oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah it's who, who walks through the door pretty much it's um yeah it, it's it, it's Generally, in their in their forty-year-olds would be the average. It's good to
0: see a fair few girls in the photos and picking absolutely. up absolutely. Girls have, have been, um, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely taken up almost half of the market. The first sale I did was to a girl. Yeah. A lady, yeah, yep. Yeah, so that's yeah. Now they're definitely definitely been pretty steady. And so there's plans for the states, or you know, to visit or to or with the boards and things like. I've that? I've got a or? supplier over in the states at the moment who just picked up seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's really keen so I imagine that's going to keep keep moving on and I'm just looking at Japan at the moment and the supplier in the States is looking at getting me there. there's a bit of a circuit where handshapers sort of travel to and they'll handshape overseas and they'll, and they'll buy that, that shop was sort of like that's how we set this shop up yeah. so you can get traveling shapers come in and Fantastic. shape up and then Regular customers to that store will come in and, and and do it. So and get to see them shape and, and get to see them do it. You know, so it's sort of oh, I wouldn't say it's before the time down here, but it's almost a brave move down here mm. where we haven't got the the travelling surface. It's not like Bondi or it's not mm. like France or somewhere like that where you're going to have Changu and Deus is another one we're looking at mm. at the moment. Um, we haven't got the influx of, of surfers just travelling through, but that's okay because it's it, it, it's a place of it's, it's my shaping bay mm. you know it's my shaping oh, it's bay it happens fantastic. to have a front door to the street
0: yeah it's a fantastic spot It's you know, that's right but some might say it's adventurous down these parts
1: without a doubt without mm. a doubt so I'm not relying on on our turnover coming through the front door Mm-hmm. You know, like the, we've got nice stock in there. If we can cover our head, with, let's cover our own with the stock, that's good. And you know, summertime is obviously a slightly different story. There's a lot of people in town, um, but for the rest of the year, we'll be definitely concentrating on internet sales. And yeah, there's a, there's a fair crew up at Avalon and in Sydney, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of guys down at Torquay. Um, okay. So interstate and um, just out of the area sales will be we definitely more than half of what comes through the, what wow. just goes through the door. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Right.
1: Anything else you want to
0: add or anything like that? Um,
1: Keep surfing, don't drop in. Cheers, <laughs> 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 fun. Appreciate All no, right, thanks, Dave.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in, Smorgasborders. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Jed Doan. Thanks once again to podcast sponsors, the Byron Bay Surf Festival. Make sure you get along to this fantastic celebration of surf culture. On today until Sunday, Feb 24. That's all for now, smorgasborders. Get wet and check you next week.